0: Pastor Kenny here live from Friendship Church Studios. I'm here with Pastor Matt Clausen and Worship Pastor Joel Farber. Today's episode will include a conversation on hope as we discuss worship and discipleship. Thank you for joining in. Grab some coffee. Buckle up for this week's episode of your Friendship Church podcast.
1: Hey, men, is your better half out of the room? Cool. I'm here to help you out. On February 14th, Valentine's Day, from 5 p.m. to 730, we are having a special Valentine's banquet. It'll be a special time for couples to connect with one another in an atmosphere that will set the mood. Do you have young kids? Well, fellas, we're going to hook you up. We have child care provided, but you do need to sign up early. You can do that at friendshipmn.org valentine. You're welcome. Kenny.
2: Yeah.
0: Kenny. Kenny, 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 Kenny. What? (laughs) Kenny. (laughs) Ding ding! Let's get ready to rumble. Today with us in this corner is Matt Clausen for all of you Matamaniacs. He is here in the studios with us today. Uh, thank you for joining us. (laughs) We're 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 gonna Joel, we're gonna have a great time today. Yes, we are. You know, this, this last week, Matt, you celebrated your birthday, and there were a lot of exciting things that, that came up in the last week or so.
2: I believe the two of you are going to have a great time today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. You, you are correct. Well, so I was going in a totally different trajectory today until I saw your shirt, which I love. Yep. We're going to have to get some pictures and post that.
1: Yeah, I mean there's some if you're on Facebook, Laurie posted a picture of uh Matt's WrestleMania stuff. Yeah. He's donning the t-shirt today. It's so good. Yeah.
0: It's so good. I so but seriously, I you shared a story, Matt, uh in ministry team this week just about the first WrestleMania and the excitement. And I actually am planning on taking this to our our point today. So hang in there with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I would I would love for you to share just a little bit of the excitement of WrestleMania One uh that you went to.
2: Sure, sure. So uh when I was in the fifth, sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade, fit, probably fifth through eighth grade, big into wrestling. And WrestleMania One happened in nineteen eighty-five. And at that point... March 31st. Yeah. Yeah, nice work. <laughs> at that point, they weren't doing pay-per-view to your TV. Uh, instead, they were simulcasting the event around the country into large venues. Mm-hmm. So you could go to, like, here locally, the Met Center, uh, okay. which doesn't exist anymore, and watch it with 20,000 other people. I grew up in St. Cloud, so I went to Hollenbeck Hall, the basketball arena for St. Cloud State, which held about ten to 12,000 people. Uh, where I could watch it Uh Um, and uh, my parents said if you want to go we can't take you so you're gonna have to walk there so I walked two miles that March day (laughs) in order to get to Hollenbeck Hall so that I could watch the first Wrestlemania. Bought my own ticket with my own money and it didn't work. The live stream or whatever it was called at the simulcast whatever it was didn't work. It just didn't Show it didn't turn on. There it did was not. Nothing. It did not. And so oh some of the guys who were there, who probably had spent some time drinking before they got there, they just started putting on their own wrestling matches there no on the basketball floor. <laughs> It was a good time, although I got to say, as a, I don't know, fifth, sixth grader, I was a little freaked out at that point, sitting there by myself, like, what am I doing? Uh, Yikes, I got to get out of here. But yeah, ultimately, they refunded our money, and we all went home, and I still have never seen WrestleMania 1, despite walking (laughs) two miles there and two miles back to see it.
0: Oh, man. So you, you mentioned in ministry team that there was this moment that things changed, and Andre the Giant was on the screen. Can t- Talk about that moment. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: so the, the stream didn't work there at Hollenbeck Hall where we were watching. But for just one moment, it came on. Fuzzy, but it came on so that you could recognize what was happening. And Andre the Giant was up against Big John Stud <laughs> yes. in a body slam match. Whoever body slammed the other one first won the match and won $15,000. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's exciting, huh? (laughs) And uh, literally the screen cleared up, and we were able to see uh, Andre the Giant body slam Big John Studd in order to win that. And the entire place just went crazy for a moment. I mean, we'd been sitting there, like, no picture Nothing but static and snow on the screen for probably 40 minutes at that point. People putting on their own wrestling on the floor. And we're all like, oh, boy, what are we doing here? We need to go home. And all of a sudden, it clears up just in time to watch Andre the Giant win. And everyone, like, stood to their feet and started screaming and cheering. And then the picture went out again. And it never came back on. We literally got 30 seconds, I would say. Oh, wow. Of Picture that day, and it was of the 30 seconds when Andre the Giant body slammed Big John Studd. Did
1: Ooh. you buy anything from a concession stand? You get a hot dog. I don't
2: think I did. You just I went in and yeah. sat down. I mean, th- this was more than a year or two ago, so I don't remember for sure. But I'm <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no. And I only really cared about wrestling. Uh, from fifth grade to eighth grade. So if you come up to me at church and start talking to me about wrestling today, <laughs> or wrestling yes. from 2004, right. I'm just gonna have a blank look on my face because once we right. move past that rowdy, Roddy Piper, Hulk Jimmy Hogan, Jimmy Superfly
0: Snooker. yeah, that era, yeah. Junkyard Dog, yeah. uh, Randy I, the Macho Man Savage, it, I, I can't, oh, I yeah. can't talk to you after that era. Oh my! Goodness. So church, if you.
1: If you haven't put two and two together yet, you need to go listen to episode one of this podcast where we talk about pastor fights, yes. and I think you'll understand a little bit more about Pastor Matt in assessing his uh, pastoral colleagues when he first
0: meets them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. that's true. I got, uh, this was all born on March thirty first. It was nineteen eighty five. I'm gonna uh, be a pastor
1: sense. someday, and when I get older, I just gotta make sure I can beat him up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was me, so, babyface Matt. <laughs> <That was>
1: pretty...
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Hey, so so Matt, here's uh, here's the transition. You know, we we we've been talking about First Peter and the hope that we have, and Peter seems to to take the attention of the church off of the winds and the waves of the world and help them to focus on the things that matter. So, I was thinking, you know, just even even hearing your story and and the the anticipation of WrestleMania and the excitement of WrestleMania and the energy of WrestleMania, right? Like you guys were all really focused and you didn't you didn't quite get what you wanted and it it just seemed like to me that was a great picture of of what the world offers of life (laughs) Yes, (laughs) right right oh if I just get this job oh if I just did this oh if I just accomplished this if I just got this degree you know oh it didn't really deliver like I had hoped and I put all this energy and expectation toward it and uh, you know you have your Wrestlemania we all probably have our stories of of things that that let us down um, I I don't know how things were for you in Shakopee. I was at Prior Lake this weekend. One of the things I talked about was it's like hope is this glass of water, and uh, the glass has been held by so many people who have defined it and redefined it that the glass is so greasy you don't even know mm-hmm. what's in <laughs> what's in the glass. Like I don't know if I even want to drink out of that. So we say things like. Uh, I hope you had a great day. Uh, I I hope it doesn't rain today. I hope, but that's not the biblical definition of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- that's not it. And I, I don't know. Maybe you want to talk just a little bit to that, Matt and um, Joel. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you with some songs about hope here in just a moment. So, well, I I think that.
2: As you were talking, um, we recognize that hope is used in a lot of different ways, and mm-hmm. and hope is often used in a way in which I, I I say I hope something happens, but I know there's really no realistic chance of it mm-hmm. happening. Right, I I hope I win the Mega Millions. Right. Well, okay, what are my chances? One in 750 billion or something, you know. Right, you know. and
0: you have to buy a ticket. Right, right. Yeah, actually, my <laughs> chances were
2: zero, I suppose. But, <laughs> um, But yeah, you're right. A biblical hope is something that I look forward to that is assured, Yeah. that impacts how I live and the joy that I can experience now. Yeah. You guys know I went on vacation, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. I got to go someplace warm and in the weeks leading up to that vacation uh we we wound up having restaurants closed on us and right. the weather got colder and during that entire time i i didn't care i was i was in a good mood <laughs> i was happy because i knew i remember oh, man. that actually yeah, three, yeah. 3 weeks from now i'm i'm headed somewhere warm <laughs> hmm. 2 weeks from now i'm headed somewhere warm yeah and i wasn't there yet but Looking forward to that assurance that I was going to be someplace warm directly impacted my attitude and my actions in the weeks leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a a much grander
0: vacation ahead of us that God has called us right on to open. Right on. I, the the definition that I that I read was uh, a joyful anticipation of the fulfillment of our salvation. Mm. A joyful anticipation. You know, um, I. Like heaven sounds awesome. I'm super excited about heaven, but it's the getting dead part that is is kind of terrifying. And and I think that's the sentiment of a lot of people. It's uh, yeah, heaven. uh, It's good, but I'm I'm right here right now, and I just kind of I'm I'm in the moment, and I have to address the moment, and I have to live in the moment, and I don't want to die. I'm looking forward to heaven. We all have to die. So how? How does Peter help us get around that? I mean, he does, right? I mean, there there's a lot of imagery that he uses. There's a lot of, um, I don't know, affirmation that he gives. But how, how have you been working through that in the process, Matt? Well, and I think that uh,
2: Peter lived in a different day in which people didn't have the same kind of expectation that we have that death will never come there's some sense in which we we avoid thinking about death we avoid Mm -hmm. processing death we just are like well if i don't if i don't think about it it'll never happen and because of Mm -hmm. advances in medicine because we live in a time of relative peace in terms of warfare like we just don't experience a huge amount of death in our life of course in peter's day when people were dying at a much younger age when there was far greater death because of of illness and warfare and right. like death was just a f- far larger part of life they couldn't avoid thinking about it in the ways that we do mm-hmm. and so I, I think there's there's some aspect in which the call of of uh, chapter 1 verse 17 that we talked about mm-hmm. uh, this last week in church is you guys got to be thinking about it like you are gonna stand before a judge one day, and he's right. gonna judge your life. Like you gotta, you gotta think about it. And so, our, our I am not answering your question exactly here, but I, I, think that our modern approach of, well, if I just don't think about it, mm. um, the Bible doesn't affirm that ever in any way. I think it says, right. no, no, uh, you, you should be thinking about it, right, constantly, regularly. Yeah, life's coming to an end, and there is
0: something that's gonna happen in front of a judgment seat after that. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I I keep seeing, you know, there's this story in Peter's life where he's uh, he's on this boat, uh, Jesus walks out on the water, Peter uh, calls out to him, they're scared, they think it's a ghost, uh, and he says, nah, I'm Jesus. I'm paraphrasing, Joel. <laughs> and um, he says, "No, nah, I'm Jesus. And he said, well, if you're Jesus, then let me join you. And he goes, okay, well, come on out. (laughs) Like Mm. totally calls his bluff. And he comes out and he walks on the water uh, while he's looking at Jesus. But the winds and the waves are crashing in. And when he focuses on them, he starts to sink. And I know I'm spiritualizing a passage, but that, in my opinion, and I, I heard a professor talk about this once, seems to be an impactful moment in Peter's life that even addresses the way that he talks to the church later. I mean, the, the church is, has all those winds and waves that are crashing in, and Caesar is saying, uh, you know what? If you don't say Caesar is Lord, then we're taking your life, because you're, you're really not a religion that we, um, that, that we have approved of. And then the families, you know, whether you're Jew or Gentile, these families are going, you're following something different than, than we have, and the communities are rejecting them at a higher rate, too. And so there are these winds and waves that are coming in, and Peter seems to address it by keep your eyes focused on Jesus, and here's some imagery to help you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. Do you do you guys see that at all? Am I just making this up a little bit? My professor was crazy. He could have been crazy. Yeah, I, I see
2: what you're talking about, and I recognize that um, that passage in, in particular seems to emphasize, uh, I think the exact phrase is, Peter saw the wind, right? Which yeah. in and of itself would be a miracle. Right. Like what? He saw the wind. Like I think it means he saw the effects of the wind here. Uh, right. Not that he actually saw air, but right. Um, unless it was LA like. But <laughs> in the midst of that, they good point. Good point. A, as uh, as they're running through that. It, it seems to emphasize, like, no, no, he took his eyes off of Jesus and he focused on the obstacles right. around. Uh, absolutely. Right. And and Peter, in First Peter, seems to be saying, you know, you guys can focus on the obstacles around and trying to fix everything here on the earth. And there's so many believers that are wrapped up in, how do I get everything fixed on the earth? And Peter's right. like, guys, where, where's our hope? Yeah. Like, is our hope in the fact that you're going to get all of this fixed?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we got it—an inheritance and a hope someplace else, right? And it's better, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one one big piece of this hope is is also found in our worship. And Joel, one of the one of the things I've appreciated—we've talked about it even on the podcast—is is how purposeful you have been with the worship teams to to make sure that our worship is vertical. And not horizontal. We're not just promoting ourselves. We're not just—it's not just a feel-good, happy, clappy kind of songs. Um, uh, but but they're focused on Christ. And so, do you see the emphasis of of Jesus bringing hope? Do you see that in the contemporary worship um, music that is coming out? Do you have any thoughts, ideas, uh, anything that you can tell our listeners about that?
1: Well, yeah. There's definitely still music of hope coming out um i don't <clears throat> essentially you know a couple of songs that we've been singing at church and that we'll we'll be singing you know the song living hope that mm-hmm. we sing by phil wickham um there's the song cornerstone you know that hill song put together it's based yeah. off of the hymn my hope is built on nothing less or whatever it's called but right um and that's the very first line on of that. On Christ
0: the solid rock I, I stand. On Christ the solid yeah, rock. Yeah. That's the name of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Cornerstone. My hope is built nothing less. That's the very yeah. first line of it. But that's a song that's been, has been around. Um, mm-hmm. The song we sang a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Overcome, Hope Beyond. Like we were just talking about our hope isn't anything on anything here in this world. It's hope right. beyond. Right. You know, it's hope beyond this world. Hope beyond our even our understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you know, there's a song we're gonna start doing this next month. It's a it's a hymn, but it was written in 2020 called "Christ Our Hope in Life and Death," and it specifically addresses the and death part because, like, we're learning, like we learned on Sunday, we don't
0: talk about the death aspect of life. Right. Um, And you just gave us a sneak peek into the hope or the hymn project that's coming up, man. Oh, it's been let out. This is exciting. This is exciting.
1: Well, you know, some of the part of it is, <laughs> part of part of why we want to do this song and acknowledging it is because we're going to stand and sing Christ our hope in life and death. You know, kind of what we're talking about, like, we don't really acknowledge death these days. And, you know, I kind of think about it because it's the fear of the unknown. And when we lean into our own understanding, it's like, oh, geez, right? I, I don't want to die. Like you yeah. say, except for that dead part. Yeah, it could hurt. It right. might not. But, like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just our own worldly understanding. Yeah. If we were to have a better, you know, engagement with, like, understanding, like, death is just the transition to heaven, to Mm -hmm. eternal life. And it might not be fun, but, like, the aftermath is, like, the best present you could ever have. Right. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But how do you understand that? Because that's a heavenly understanding. It's an understanding of, like, looking to Jesus. And it's really hard to understand.
0: I love that you're taking our our uh our minds in that direction through worship and that's that's it's big. It's big and we we need to remember that we you know like Peter tells us so many times we're exiles here. Mm. Uh, we're passing through this place. And um there there is there is better to come. So well, we want to thank you for joining us and uh Matthew Clausen, mm. I just want you to know we're we're Matamaniacs around here. So Yeah we are super, super excited to serve with you and I'm looking forward to these messages coming up in First Peter. Joel I gotta come up with a good wrestling name for Joel. Oh man Joel Joel the <laughs> Iron Clutch. No, I don't know. I don't
1: know, we'll come ah, up with something. I feel like Joel, uh, short, uh, short and sweet, or little cupcake, or uh,
0: <laughs> little cupcake. I like that one. Let's go with that.
2: Madamadia versus cupcake little cupcake, cupcake. Ding ding. Oh my goodness. Tickle fight. <laughs> I'm out.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you real soon. Stay strong and courageous, and don't forget to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you.
1: Hey, church, we desire that you have hope and thank you for joining in. We appreciate you connecting. You can always listen to us on our Friendship Church app or download it on your device's podcast app. Learn more about what's happening at Friendship Church at friendshipmn.org. See you next time on your Friendship Church podcast.